What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 48, and Uttal and I are talking about our experiences at Casaloma this year, where they have a new installment for IT Chapter 2, and all the fun that that entailed. We also talk about The Irishman and the trailer that just came out for that recently. We talk about a couple of other things as well, like Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is the new CW crossover where they're bringing in all kinds of heroes from all kinds of different media. It's going to be dope. Or at least I hope. Anyways, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. And if you haven't checked us out on Facebook yet, sorry, well, Facebook too, uh, facebook.com slash welcome to your doom show. And we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. Please like, subscribe, and comment wherever you get your podcasts or your YouTubes or any of that jazz. So that's my spiel. I'm going to call it. Let's get this episode started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. Justin. This is Otto. And we're back. This is the Welcome to Your Doom show. We've kind of taken like an impromptu hiatus. It wasn't really planned. It was no. Just, life sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets too busy. Yeah. Super busy. I started a new job yeah. um, in August and, you know, I'm really liking it, but, uh, you know, it's keeping me busy. So lots to learn, lots of new stuff to learn. So it's, uh, you know, getting home and just feeling like... Can't you just manage any project? Why is this project so much different than the last ones you've managed as a project manager? Manager, <laughs> uh, you'd think all projects were the same. You know, a lot of times I've, I've, when I'm looking for jobs, I read the project manager description, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, this is, stuff sounds really like different. Like, it's not reading like the regular sort of project manager description I've yeah. seen. And then I realize it's for like construction. <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's com- like a completely different yeah. vertical like <laughs> i'm like oh my god they have project managers for things other than software this is crazy um but yeah it's uh, no it's been it's been fun and it's been incredibly educational and i really love the people i work with and it's all going really well just you know it's just keeping me busy nice. so that's good good that's, busy though right? yeah oh absolutely that's absolutely. good Okay, we're back after some weird glitch. That was strange. I could hear, like, the bird did it. Yeah. No, there was some kind of, like, weird feedback that just all of a sudden happened, and I could just hear myself Mm. with, like, a three-second delay. It was weird. Um, And that's really distracting. Extremely. I mean, it's distracting. I don't think it was actually recording properly either, so it was a travesty on multiple Oh, okay, so we have to redo the beginning? No. I'll keep it. Okay. Yeah, it was just the end of the beginning. Okay. The end of the beginning. As it usually comes after the beginning is the end. (laughs) But the end could also be a new beginning if you look at it that way. Uh, If you're watching the YouTube video, you'll notice that we are outside again. It is the end of September. Really great time of the year. I'm in a t-shirt. Yeah. It is the best time. We've been getting some weird weather here in Toronto too. Like It's been hot for like the last week and I was just so done with it. I'm like, I'm done. Summer, get out of here. Get I sweat all the time. I went to my osteopath appointment this morning, 
and what is an osteopath? I don't know what that is. <sighs> okay, the best wow, way sounds, the best I'm way sorry. I can describe I'm it. Sorry, no, I no, because it's weird. It's 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 kind of this. Um, okay, it's like somewhere in between like a masseuse and a physical therapist. Um, they okay. kind of like focus on like the joints and the movement of your body, and they kind of try and work through the kinks. Like think of it this way: like if you've got like a squeaky joint, yeah. You kind of just work it through with the motions, sure, sure, and then sure. it kind of yeah, loosens yeah. it up. That's yeah. kind of how I look at what an osteopath does. Whereas, like, um, you know, a massage therapist is looking to get the stuff around the joints. Oh, okay, kind okay. of needed. Sure, physical therapist right. is more about the actual like function and shit. Whereas the osteopath kind of works the joints. Is the way Got I look it. at it. All so, right. my back has been a nightmare the really? last few days, dude. I was okay. I was in the middle of a squat and almost died. Oh, my brother was telling me this. You told him this story. Did I? Yeah, I oh think you told him the story. Yeah, it was right at the bottom of the squat, and then my back just went. All right, I'm I'm done. And <laughs> I was like, get, at did the you bottom, fall forward? Yeah, dude. It was. I was like this. <laughs> oh was, man. Sorry, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my arm. But like, I was, you know, in a good form technique, and then all of a sudden, my lower back just completely gave out. And you just went. <laughs> just went forward. I managed to not fall on my face. I and I had the safety. But you had the bar on, around your head, around your back of your on, neck, on right? the back of my neck. Yeah. So what ended up happening was I had the 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 safety racks up, so I was able to catch it. But what ended up happening was I I still managed to like control the weight with just like my legs and whatever back power I still had, oh. and then I lowered it down to the safety racks. Oh, buddy! But it was bad. That is like, dangerous. It was not good, man. And it no. wasn't even that. Like I was, I think I had done a lot of sets up until that point, so I was yeah. tired. But it wasn't like that much weight for me, and it just it ruined my life for a day because I was terrified. I thought I'd like damaged my back like bad. Yeah. It got me to reconsider how I'm doing workouts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, scary. Yeah. It was not, it was not fun. Uh, so I'm anyways, never... I went to her to fix that. Yeah. So still sore. Happened a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. or a week ago, something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I'm never going to have that problem. When you, <laughs> when you tell me these stories about this faraway magical land called, called the, the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love hearing them. The guy. Yeah. Um, so we went to Castelloma yesterday. Again. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. So this time of year, obviously, like you get a lot of Halloween haunts popping up. Uh, and uh, Castelloma being like, I'd say, I don't know. I'd say that's the premier one in Toronto. Like the biggest, the one that's advertised, the heaviest. Well, there's Screamers. There's a few others. Oh, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. So we got like more like a production Sorry, but, but also it's in the city like when i mean yeah. in the city i mean like i don't consider the x in wonderland like in toronto like uh, the wonderland is certainly not in toronto no no it? not wonderland yeah. for sure but but, like, uh, the x for but sure. the x yeah i guess that's that's in toronto but that, that just seems like harder to get to whereas castle loma is like i feel like it's smack dab like right in right in there true you know? um but no uh you know my geography is horrible so nobody listened to me um there are other haunts in Toronto, yeah. but uh, Castle Loma is one of the one of the bigger ones. Um, and we've gone, I think we've gone for three years. This I is the third three, year yeah. that we've gone, and uh, it was it's still fun, man. I yeah. I really like it. Uh, the weather was perfect. Like I said, it's the end of September right now, and we've got this is my favorite time of the year. The weather is perfect right now. It's nice and cool and. Um, the atmosphere was just right for the night. We went to your place, had a few drinks first. My brother came, a friend of ours, Nader, and his and his wife came, and um, we went over there. And I enjoyed it, although they did an installation. I mean, we're going to talk about details of of the Casaloma Legends of Horror haunt. So, if you guys haven't gone, 
uh, and plan to go. Don't listen to this part because we're just going to ruin all the surprises. But uh, last year, uh, they had an installation uh, coinciding with Michael uh, Michael Myers because Halloween 2018 had just come out. Yeah. And they had created a room that looked exactly like the insane, the, the asylum that Michael is trapped in with the uh, at the beginning of the movie with the orange and white checkers, right? And the chain thing, and that was amazing. It was so well done. They had the score playing. A guy dressed as Michael Myers there. He chased me. It was yeah. amazing. It was it was so well done. And this year, the ad included a It Chapter Two installation with Pennywise. Yeah. So I thought, oh, like what they did for Michael Myers last year was so well constructed and well thought out. I thought they were going to put the same amount of unique design, you know, custom design for Pennywise. And they did a do a little bit. They did one room. Okay. And and it was okay, but the area where Michael Myers was last year is the area they kind of had the clown? Not this kind year. of exactly. Sorry, um, sorry. Yes, they, yeah. that's where they had the clown. But they didn't change the room. The room looks exactly like it does from two, the Halloween 2018. It's the same yeah. as last year. Uh, they, uh, they they just didn't. Uh, I was kind of disappointed. I was very disappointed yeah. by the whole experience. The best part, obviously, is the bar. We'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. But no, to me, like, I mean, it's it's always fun to go through, right? The performers there are dope. Yeah. They're the ones that make it make it and break it if they're not good it's going to be a total shit show that's right um but for me the thing that really brought it down was there wasn't as much creativity as i've seen on display over the last two years the first year was really cool because we'd never really seen anything like that yeah the year after they had changed up a few things like things there was more content in there i felt yeah uh you mean last year as compared to the first year yeah i felt like they changed up a few things for sure was the Hall of Mirrors there the first year? I don't think it was. I don't think so. Yeah, I, think I think they that had was something new. different in that area. Yeah, that was new. Yeah. Um, and they also did the same kind of mirror gags that they did with the Pennywise thing here with Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, time, yeah. Right? The only thing that they did differently here was that the people in the that were scaring you in the Hall of Mirrors thing were, were dressed as clowns. Right, exactly. Um, I don't remember. They weren't Michael Myers last year. They were something no, else. They were just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they were, like creatures or whatever. Yeah, it was good. Um. So yeah, that that that's the thing that kind of bummed me out is that like it just seemed more of the same. Like it seemed like the exact same thing from last time, except they slapped up a bunch of Pennywise masks in some of the different rooms. Which yeah, I was like, this is kind of, like is this the best you can do? Yeah. And then the guy that was in the Michael Myers room, room. looked like shit. Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look good. I was expecting. Oh man, I was I had very I talking, high expectations. I was even on Friday. I was you know uh, passing by my neighbor's place, and we just sat on his deck and just. You know, shot the shit for a little while and got we drank and and he, I met his kids and his kids are into horror movies. They do a haunt there on the no corner way. house every year. They're not doing it this year because you know it's a lot of work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do it. They love horror movies. The kids love horror movies. How old are the kids? I'm gonna say like seven and like four or three. Yeah, uh, four. Yeah, because she, uh, uh, the younger one, um, Savannah, she. She doesn't watch all the horror movies. The older brother does. Yeah. Watches most of them. He's got, he brought out all of his like action fi- his figures and they're <laughs> like Pacific Rim figures and like some Batman stuff, but also Pennywise and Freddy and like yeah. all the he has all the Stephen King books like in his room and stuff. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we I told them that I was going to Castleloma. She's like, oh, I have to buy my tickets. So she went and bought like uh you know, uh she went to get the tickets. And I was saying, hey, you like Pennywise a lot because the, the, uh, their son had seen It. 
I'm like, there's going to be there. And I kind of like hyped it up because I, I showed them the website. And I'm like, yeah. look, this installation is going to be here. Last year was how Michael Myers they did such a great job. I'm expecting so much right. this year. With I expected a full, like the get up. Like Absolutely. Someone, I, that's the minimum amount that you can do. Have some, have a hero costume. Yes. You know what I mean? Like one that they work not, on, not, they spend some money on. I want the face paint looking paint. like, looking exactly like, and it's face paint with the hair, yeah. the makeup. I thought they would at least do that. Have one hero performer. Because they have that other, the, the vampire. Yeah. He's been there all three years and yeah. he gets everybody. Absolutely. All the time. And he's great. Yeah. We're, you know, I'm sure it's multiple people playing him, but that, right. that character they've created is actually really really cool and they, yeah. it's great makeup yeah right agreed. it's it's not it's not just a mask right it's like a mask with makeup around the eyes to like to to blend it all in and i just, just don't get close to him oh yeah he's uh he's he's creepy he, he doesn't me. say like, yeah, i don't know about this guy no sound not like doesn't make a single noise no yeah and um and he kind of creeps up behind you and then you turn around suddenly he's standing there and yeah like, he's very good at it he's very good at it um uh but uh, but now that I've hyped it up, and now I was disappointed. I'm afraid they're gonna be disappointed in in uh, in the fact that Pennywise is not showing up. Because like I said, hero costume, that's that's a no brainer, man. Agreed. If when I walked in, my very first words were as soon as I walked in and I saw it was the exact same room and I saw the clown garb, I was yeah. just like, fuck. And I just yeah. walked out. I was like, nah, whatever. Yeah. I didn't even pay attention. Got my brother though. Because my brother True. hadn't been there. So yeah, for anyone yeah, yeah. who hadn't been there, going through that, like, uh, just before you get to the Michael Myers yeah, yeah, asylum yeah. room, yeah. you kind of have to go through this, what seems like a birth canal, basically, yeah. with these cushions pushing in on both sides. And right when you come out of that, you step into this room, and this clown was in my brother's face. Right. And he he screamed. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. That was fun. Uh, but it was just a mask. Like the right. clown mask, that was yeah. it, and there was no make, like no make. I was hoping, I'm like, okay, maybe it's the same room, that's fine, but they're gonna have the hero Pennywise in right. there. It's not in there. They threw a bunch of masks around. They were hinting the whole thing. I like that. I like the idea that they were hinting at Pennywise's presence through all of the rooms yes. that you go through, and they had the big clown shoes on the walls, yeah, like as if he'd walked on the walls and stuff like that in there. Right. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, but. Sure. They built up to nothing. It really, really did, yeah. yeah. The, the the crescendo was just not, yeah, not what it needed to be. Saying, having said that, there was one adi- entirely additional thing where you go up the stairs, the spiral stairs. That was, that was new. Yeah, yeah that, that was completely was, that new. Was cool. We went up there, and that entire there's two rooms up there. One of the rooms is an it dedicated room with a bunch of chairs. Yeah. that are like stacked up, and with uh, some of the uh, audio from the movie with. Um, the kids, Georgie. yeah, Georgie saying, uh, "You'll float." Yeah, hear the popcorn. Do you hear the popcorn, Georgie? <laughs> it goes pop, 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 pop. Yeah, we watched that scene just before we went in there. Oh, my brother hadn't scene. seen it. I'm like, you got to see the scene before yeah. you go in, because, um, so but that that room was was well set up, very well, but, uh, but no actors or anything in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they stuck all the vampire babes in that other room, because I was hoping for the you know the big the 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 vintage car yeah with the vampire babes yeah 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 uh, yeah both last year and the year before they had them right at the beginning right this time they had a contortionist yes. which was creepy and weird contortionists and, scare me on their own and yeah. oddly like a little erotic wow yeah she was very pretty yeah yeah and bendy bendy yeah it like was like gummy. painful painful to watch yeah she like, basically folded over backwards yeah and like was still standing and then she like unpretzeled herself 
like, you know. Pretzel's the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. She has no back problems. Yeah, she's... <laughs> you she did that, you would, just, you would just die. I bet you you were watching her do that, and dude, you backstarted her. <laughs> dude, if I, if I try and touch my toes, it's a problem. I just... <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, dear but yeah uh there was one gag that i think we all really liked which was brand new it was the guy on the bungee cord fuck that guy oh, man there was only two i think two maybe three major scares that got me throughout the whole night that bungee guy was awesome because so i didn't i don't know if we want to talk about it in detail no, but talk about it man. i mean that's there's this guy so there's this woman that looks like she's setting up for a bungee thing we're like oh cool what's she doing and then all of a sudden, this guy repels from somewhere else. We're like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> he like lands in front of us." Yeah, and I like gets did not see back. him. So they played a. She played a good role of interference there because, like, I had no idea that that was happening. Yeah, I knew she was setting up for something, but I yeah. thought she'd be like dangling or whatever. I didn't yeah. know they'd fucking jump at us. Yeah, he jumps out. And he gets pulled back. <laughs> he gets pulled so back good. in the other direction. Human yo-yo. Um, yeah, but what's great about I think about Castellum is that a lot of it's outside, then it's yeah. inside, then it's outside again. It's it's elaborate. They put a lot of thought into it, except I guess of, you know for the Pennywise stuff. That's where they're dabbling in the cheapo yeah. sort of thing, and yeah. I don't want to see them continue to go in that direction because the thing that really impressed me about uh, about their about Ca- the Castelloma Legends of Horror experience yeah. was that it's it was so well thought out it's so the, the sets the creativity the yeah. atmosphere so well thought out and just having someone run around in a clown mask and saying that you have an it pen, you know chapter 2 installation that's not that's uh, not enough that's yeah, not, not enough. enough what they did with Michael Myers last year was legit this time yeah. they just they just didn't even really give it much of a paint job they just put yeah. a new guy in there with a different costume yeah it's, maybe, uh, maybe you know what it is still early in this season of Castleoma maybe they're continually improving making things. changes yeah sure maybe. sure slap up the same old stuff and start adding things throughout the season yeah maybe yeah maybe and that's maybe, how they do it it's probably easier for them to like plan and tweak things Maybe Once they have all a feedback up. form at the end. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of our clowns? Yeah. Well, they weren't funny nor scary, so yeah. I got nothing. Um. So yeah, uh, uh, in general, like enjoyable. So, but like the the, the the best thing about about the experience, I guess, arguably, would be the fact that the midway point has a bar, and it's sponsored by Captain Morgan's rum, spiced rum. So it uh, is that a wasp there? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Sorry. Um. Yeah, he, uh, Captain yeah, Morgan's uh, sponsored ev- event space in the middle there. It's like basically like the cafeteria that yeah. they dress up, and um, that's the ar- that's not arguably the best part. That it, is the best part. Yeah, we definitely. Uh, so before there was a lot of people there now, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't remember there being this many this crowded. But then I realized we we're there on a Saturday, and the both years prior we went on a week weekday. I remember it being busier, to be honest. Really? No, yeah. I thought that I thought that we had enough space. Between groups, the last time that we had gone. Oh, you mean during like while well, during the haunt? I thought yeah. you were talking about the the midway point. No, no, not the bar. Yeah, the bar was it's it's great because there's a lot of turnover there, and yeah, it's just true. like it, ne- it feels crowded, but people are constantly coming in and leaving. Yeah, but really, that's the best place for that bar. Because I was telling my brother, because everyone, as soon as as you get scared, you get those like chemicals release or whatever you call it, like you know, like um, endorphins. Yeah, is it endorphins? Or? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but anyway, when you get scared, all you want to do is you get to the bar. You just want to have a drink and talk about it. Talk yeah, about yeah. it with your friends that you've gone with. And 
Boy, did we ever talk about it. We got in there and we had a couple of rounds. We were drunk when we got there. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was not sober getting yeah. to it. And then there we just refueled. Yeah. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. It was and, awesome. And the bar's all dressed up and like it's it's done up and it's and just really there. fun to be. I, I like the, the energy and the vibe of the place as well. Yeah. Like everybody there is just, like you said, kind of decompressing from the experience that they had and just it just seems like the kind of like happy vibes like yeah. everybody's there for the right reasons you yeah. know I, I i dig that a lot it's not like we were mingling a lot with people but like it's just good to look around and see everybody else smiling having good experiences yeah it's like too. yeah like a lot of smiling yeah. faces and i think that's one of the 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 strongest uh attractors of horror absolutely that's yeah. exactly what it does like when you watch a horror movie with a bunch of people as a group you talk about it, you laugh about it after because it's all it's all fake in the end, right? right? You had a scare, but like you guys want to talk about it, right? It brings people together, and that's the exact right execution to capitalize on that feeling. You shared fear filled experience right to the bar, and they we spend money, oh, yeah, right? So that's it's it's the right business strategy, um, but also like just a lot of fun. To, yeah. to to do so we we did that and then we ran off to another bar after and proceeded to get completely loaded um there was a and w involved later too there was oh, oh was there ever yeah yeah uh but a good night all in all, all good, in all. Night. good absolutely good, good start to the fall season i think i'm hoping to do a couple more of those in and around the city they have one at black creek pioneer village yeah um and a couple couple of other places so we could sneak yeah. a few more in i'd be in for that yeah uh, so that's uh, that's Casa Loma. What else you got? Well, well, well. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this Infinite Crisis stuff because yeah. since the last time we talked, it was what it was. There was Brendan Routh. We knew that this uh, is the CW CW yeah. Crisis on Instant in, Instant Instant Earths. Earths. Instant Boop. yeah. Um, Infinite Earths, and they had just cast Tom Welling and Erica Durance yeah, from yeah. Smallville. That's and right. I subsequently, blew my mind. Yeah, like. Everything I want so far has come to pass. Yeah. The only thing that it seems like's not is to get Rosenbaum back for Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor from there because no. he was great. He, I, I think he's my favorite cinematic or small screen. I don't know how you want to put it, but like he's my favorite interpretation of live action Lex Luthor I think I've ever seen. That being said, I haven't seen John Cryer. I think his name is John. I think Cryer. Cryer. I, I could be wrong. Uh, oh, who two plays? and a half men? Uh, two two and a half. Two and a half men. He uh, played Lex Luthor in um, Supergirl. Oh yeah, no, I haven't been I, watching. I haven't Supergirl, watched so it. I have no yeah, idea. I'm behind. It's a pretty good show. Um, I mean, it's, it's light. Yeah, easy to absorb. But yeah. yeah, and then they also just released the still of Brandon Routh as the yeah. Kingdom Come version. The Kingdom Come Superman. Oh. Brandon Routh. I was like, whew. they went for it too. The the gray sideburns, everything. The black uh, background of the S shield. Yeah. The and the you know the Alex Ross. S shield, the darker sort of color scheme yeah. of the suit of the suit. Um, man, I was just because it was it was rumored. It was never. I yeah. I don't think it was like ever it was like confirmed. confirmed 100%. He's playing the Kingdom Come Superman, right? Um, but now you know you see him and you're like, yeah, this is definitely the Kingdom Come Superman. So um, I was really impressed. What did you think of that? that costume it, it kind of has in terms of the size of the muscle suit kind of has like shazam vibes a little yeah it's a little bulky but not i don't feel like it's as overtly bubbly bubbly as the shazam one yeah um maybe routh carries it better i don't know but, yeah 
Uh, yeah, it's just it's cool to see him in the Superman suit. I I really didn't like Superman Returns um, through no fault of his. He's sorry, I don't want to burp in the mic. Um, he's have you you've watched a little of Legends of Tomorrow? No, maybe? no, no. Like he's uh, he's the Adam. He's right? the Adam. Yeah, he's very likable in that. Is he Ray uh, Ray Palmer? Ray Palmer. Yeah, it's um it's a good little show, and he yeah. does a good job in it. So it'll be interesting to see like his character interact with. His character, yeah. So, oh, so he's he's still he's still on that show. Yeah, that's interesting. So So that's the thing is they're gonna have those two characters. (laughs) At least that's my guess is they'll have those two characters interact. I'm just curious. So, like with like Tom Welling coming aboard, what's he going to do? Is it going to be some cameo where he's like in Smallville, just like waving at the camera, like something like that, or is he going to have a role? Are we going to see him in the tights? Yeah, that would be dope. Because he he never wore any. Never wore any. Right? All you saw was a CG double for the most part, um, and like he had the black suit for a little while, didn't he? Well, it was just a basically Neo's. You oh, the the thing trench from the coat. Matrix oh, with yeah, like a yeah. drawn-on Superman symbol. It was kind of like it looked cool. It was a very cool silhouette. Um, but I then later in like the tenth season, he had like a bomb, not a bomber jacket, but like a leather red jacket, and they just called him the red and blue bur- bl- red and blue blur because he was always wearing red and blue. It was lame. I didn't like that. And I figured after 10 seasons, the big payoff is we're going to see Welling in the suit. They didn't give us that. The only thing that we got was like they played the um, the John Williams theme at the very end and he runs towards the camera and opens up his shirt. And you, oh, see, you see the this... Superman Returns type suit, actually. Oh, OK. Yeah. And he's wearing that. But it's just like his chest. It's, was, you that, was that show on when Superman Returns was coming out? Yeah. Still? Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. A little cross promotion there. I um. That reminds me of another cross promotion. Actually, they did for Wonder Woman. Do you ever see that? There's that. There's that little promo. I don't know what it was, but it was Supergirl walking into a bar, and the song "These Boots Were Made for Walking" is playing. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's looking at all the other women from the CW universe. Yeah. I think it's her that's walking in the bar because then it, and then it pans back to her and she's putting on new boots. Yeah. And they're Wonder Woman's boots from the movie. And, oh, I'd have to see. Yeah, they're Wonder Woman's bo- boots for the movie, and someone's like, where'd you get those? She's like, oh, a friend let me borrow them. Yeah. Or whatever. I thought and Linda was... Carter was also in that commercial, Oh, maybe too. she... Sorry. That's who it was. Linda Carter might be the one walking through the bar, mm. and she spots Supergirl putting on new boots. Something like that. Something you gotta like watch. that. But it was a cool, like, movie show yeah. kind of, like, tie-in. Um, yeah, they need more tie-ins like that. I, I just... I like seeing this, like... This cross pollination of, yeah. of universes yeah. in these shows and movies. Like, how dope would it be if all of a sudden Ezra Miller's just makes a cameo in The Flash? <laughs> that would be crazy if be he amazing. just appears in t- Crisis on Infinite Earths. So good. Yeah. So, no, that is exciting. I just, you know, like I keep saying every other show, I haven't watched any of it yet. Um, we'll get but, you on it, man. But, uh, but Brendan Routh, Kingdom Come Superman, that's huge. It's that huge, huge and it looks good. Looks good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And and through all this, I keep forgetting. Like they keep putting out this news, and I keep forgetting that I'm going to get to see Kevin Conroy as old Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, that, dude. They've every got time I realize they've got that's a lot still going for them there. Oh, eh? It's so good, so good. They've got a lot going on. Yeah, a man. lot of fan service, big time. CW pre- like it looks like they try to appreciate their fans as yeah. much as possible. So that's I true. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else you got? I got something here. A little thing here. So. Um, the uh, pilot for the the Dark Tower is an Amazon series. Um, not going to be related to the film with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, but it's b- based on 
the what was it the third book or the fourth book in the series which is called wizard and glass right and so that's the one where uh basically the whole book is a flashback right to when roland the gunslinger is a young becomes a gunslinger in that first story so it's a great place to start that's where the marvel um series starts right. as well so my first exposure to the dark tower universe was through the marvel hardcover yeah uh and that starts at the same spot cool things look good sure they just released who directed the pilot and his name is stephen hopkins now you may not may be wondering why am i mentioning this and who the hell is stephen hopkins among other things he has directed um Blown Away, Lost in Space, 1998. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, Um, wait, never mind. I was thinking of the Tim Allen movie. No, 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 no. This one is not, not, yeah, this one is not a a good, I, I, yeah, it's not a good movie. But he's done two other really, really wonderful movies. Keep that mic in front of you, sir. He's done two other really wonderful movies. Um, One of them being, um, one of my favorite movies is The Ghost in the Darkness. He directed that. And the other one, which is arguably the best sequel ever made, Predator 2. <laughs> this man has is the, the director of Predator 2 directed the pilot for uh, for The Dark Tower. I actually think he's a really good director. I think that, you know, he was caught in a period where there was like a transition between like practical and digital effects and, and things like that. Um and I think he was one of the he's one of the last making big genre movies like Ghost in the Darkness, a massive movie shot on location in Africa, um, and Predator Two is a sequel to one of like the most you know one of the most popular science fiction action movies ever made. So um, so yeah, no, I'm I, I just think it's really interesting that he's directing this because he hasn't directed anything after that. Yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, wait, he hasn't had another director's credit since um, Ghost in the Darkness. Uh, maybe he's done TV. Maybe oh, he's possibly, done television, yeah. but like I don't, I don't recall any uh, anything that he's directed explicitly, like film. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't recognize the name. I never knew who directed Predator Two. I don't think I ever needed that that answer. But um, <laughs> we got Predator Two. Yeah, Busey. that's right. And uh, oh, what's his name? Danny Glover. No, he's directed some. He's directed some movies, none none of which uh, really ring a whole lot of bells. Mm. Um, The Reaping, um, Blown Away, nineteen ninety four, Lost in Space. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street five, The Dream Warrior, Dream Child. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was the Warrior one. The Warrior one, I thought was pretty good. It's been ages since I've seen that one. Yeah, me too. Is that the one TV? Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, that one. Uh, it might be. Uh, I remember it more with the kid, uh, with the kid who like becomes a wizard in his own dreams and starts fighting back. Like all oh, the kids yeah, start yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. back. Oh, it's fun. Anyway, just a weird thing I wanted to mention because I love the Ghost of the Darkness so much. The name immediately rang a bell with me, and uh, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I think this is going to be a cool little series if it goes gets a it gets season order what's so good about the ghost in the darkness i don't think i ever saw that's val kilmer right yeah val kilmer and michael douglas oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. and a lion and, yeah or a tiger or some lions and shit yeah lions and shit yeah um two lions based on a true story uh that uh in savo africa well, but basically like uh, this period 
uh, in time, everyone's trying to build the railway through Africa to connect the ivory trade. Yeah. So As the, one needs to. Yeah. Uh, so the British are one of the competitors trying to get that railroad finished and connect them and get rich, basically. Okay. Um, so they run into a river, a gorge, and the river Savo in Africa, and they need to build a bridge. So they get uh, Colonel Patterson, who is, these are all real, this is all real uh, history. Colonel Patterson is a real person. Uh, he was also an engineer. So he, they, they hire him to build the, to build the bridge. As soon as he gets there, uh, the entire camp is like plagued by these two lions that keep attacking and killing people and uh, workers there. And every attempt that they made to catch and kill the lions, the lions essentially like outsmarted them. Nice. Um, there are some insane facts from this because uh, Patterson wrote about it in, I think it was the Bawana Beast or, or the Beast of. Oh, now I've forgotten the name of the the book that he wrote. He wrote a book yeah. about his experiences, and one big part of the book is about these two lions okay. that uh, the locals called the Ghost in the Darkness. Um, really interesting point of history. They were killed. They and um, they were preserved, and they're actually at the Chicago Field Museum. Um, they're there, and you can you can see them, and they're they're large, uh, and they're maneless, male maneless lions. So it's kind of, it's all like the stuff surrounding them is is a little strange. And Patterson himself, when writing the story, probably embellished a little bit, but still a remarkable, uh, you know, man versus nature kind of story, in nice. which I really love. It's a great adventure movie. I was actually gonna do another. Well, yeah, I wanted to do a little video on this, on this movie and other movies that I feel like people have kind of missed or haven't seen that I find interesting. But this yeah. is this is one of those ones I keep coming back to. I think it's like one of the last great adventure movies right. shot on location, feels so real and grimy and, and like uh, it looks amazing, too, since it's shot on location, just looks fantastic. Anyway, that's the Ghost in the Darkness. But I hope he brings some of that to um the dark tower because the dark tower has a similar uh dry sort of you know deserty sandy sort of like feel yeah right so it's unclean yeah but it's also remarkable like it's beautiful yeah right and he managed to capture both of those things in in uh in uh, the ghost in the darkness the beauty and like the terror right so and both in a adventure movie that was really really fun and really engaging so i hope he brings that to you know to the dark tower true so yeah that's that's that was the one thing i had you have something um you said you saw the trailer in the irishman yeah or, i saw sorry, the of the irishman the yeah fuck man <laughs> yeah they're really uh this whole um we live in this age of like digital de-aging and uh, and like deep fakes and stuff like that. Now it's it's really it's really getting up there. I don't like it. I don't like where they're going with this. It scares me. Is it just De Niro that's uh, digitally de-aged? It looked like that? Pesci. It looked like I don't think I, Pesci looks fucking it older looks old, than time. But, uh, well, that. he looks he looks like a sandbag that's been left out in the sun. He does, but I don't know. I thought Pesci looked de-aged, and I thought Pacino looked de-aged. But then again, I don't think I've seen Pacino in the wilderness in a while. Like in the just, wilderness? Yeah, just, just out like, there. Just, just out there, the, like, having a little drink of water the by Pacino the creek. Pacino in the darkness. Yeah, <laughs> Is that Pacino? I don't know. I can't see. It's too dark. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I just uh, now I really wanted to replace like every lion attack scene in the Ghost of the Darkness, but just put Pacino's face on the lion <laughs> and his various angry faces because he yells a lot in his All movies, the time. right? So he's always got his mouth open. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And every time they growl, it would be hooah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's okay. So here's my rant. Like when they did it for Nick Fury, which was very convincing, um, made sense. Yeah, because except- it was. <laughs> Aside from his running, yes, his yes. His running and his, like... <laughs> I understand. And, like, when they, they oh, did it man. they did it back in the day with, uh, what was it, in X-Men 3, I think it was, The Last Stand. They did it for... for Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart oh, and my God, Ian I McKellen. That it didn't look great then, but nope. it was... Nope. I mean, did it was, not, sir. It was, for its time, it looked pretty cool. It looked wrong, but it looked like I you kind of respect what they're doing. And it's gotten better. But at this point... It's just to me like it looks like it's gonna be de-aged um, De Niro for the whole film, and well, if- no, there are shots in that where he's like there's different points of his life, right? Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's he not. Looked, did you see him? Okay, so I just saw the roast of um, who was it? Alec Baldwin, and he's just there. He was one of the roasters. I didn't actually see his thing. I saw Nikki Glaser do her thing. She okay. was amazing. Um, but he's just sitting there. He looks like a tiny little old man. Who? De Niro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he looks he's old. frail, bro. Yeah. And in this one, he didn't he didn't look frail. He didn't look that frail in any of the shots, which leads me to believe that it's a lot of de like it's like Sam Jackson level of de aging in this film. <laughs> I uh, if you watch the trailer again, there's definitely shots of him in there uh, looking as he does now. For oh, sure, I'd have to rewatch. So, it like then. the white hair, he's—I mean, I'm pretty sure in the scene he's probably at a funeral. Yeah. Uh, but but no, it's it's definitely there. But it looks like a lot of the movie will be taking place in flashbacks. Yeah. Or so so that I bugs mean, me, I wouldn't man. say I wouldn't say that that his older age is the dominant age in that movie. It would be him younger. I think. Well, I mean, okay. So my point still stands in that, like, I don't like where Hollywood's going with this because I feel like they're going to be in a level now where they're like, all right, let's just keep using the same actors for thirty straight years yeah. because we can just keep making them look timeless and beautiful for the yep. rest of time. Like to me, that's just wrong. Like, get new actors, get new talent. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you've got Hollywood actresses, or I guess you know, female actors. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I feel sure. like it's taboo to call them actresses now, but it's it's not. It's not. I don't think it is. Okay. Yeah, they, just, I guess they still say Now you're just making shit up. No, dude. <laughs> there, there's, the, I see them referred to with female actresses. Obviously, that's the only kind of guess. But um, as actors. And I, I feel like there's a stigma around saying actress now. But I could be wrong. In, uh, in any case. I'm say just, it, man. Say it. I'll just say it loud. Be real. Proud. I, don't mean, be uh, you. I don't mean anything derogatory by yeah. it. Be you. But I do not like where this is going. Because yep. it just, to, it's just to me, it just seems... Hollywood's already trying to reuse the same shit over and over again yeah. as much as they can. Now they're going to keep reusing the same actors because they're like, well, this person doesn't fit the age. Fuck it. Take 30 years off. All right, yeah. cool. You know, they did. I feel like another example they did that, which I haven't seen the movie, but I remember seeing the, a scene from it was uh, Tron Legacy. Did they de-age? Yeah. yeah. But I think that's, I feel like that's because it all takes place in a video game. I no. almost feel like. See, that's the problem is. It, if the de-aging in that wasn't very good either there was mm. some decent stuff no not even it was all pretty bad yeah. but while he's in there so there's a de-aged version of him that's like have you seen the movie no 
what I say is probably not much of a spoiler, but if you want me to I not should. say it, don't don't say it because okay. I actually now that I've just reminded myself that I need to see it. Okay, I'll leave. <laughs> so it I'll probably I'll probably go watch see it because dude, that's actually I love that film. It looks a great. It looks really, like a, really cool. it looks like a fun movie. Yeah, and it's directed by and I, the name is uh, uh, slipped my mind, but the guy uh, the next movie he did was Oblivion. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, like the design wise, like that, visuals. I love Oblivion. I think that's a wonderful. It's amazing, oh, it's amazing. looking movie. It's a it's a competent storytelling, but also driven by like massive visuals and um, and so like Tron Legacy looks like a designer's delight. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and the the score's great. Daft Punk fucking crushes it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just it's just incredible. I, cool. I really, yeah. really like it. It's a fun ride the whole way. Yeah, through, I'll but, backtrack to that one for sure. But uh, yeah, so that's I mean that's kind of my feelings when I saw the like. It's Scorsese. I'm going to see the film eventually. Yeah. Especially, it's, it's coming out on Netflix, This is Netflix, right? yeah. So, yeah, I'll see it. It's going to be super convenient. No problem. Yeah. But I I don't like the precedent. If there's a reason to use de-aging because you've got, you know, it's a flashback movie from a certain character, yeah. no problem. I can get behind that. Nick Fury being de-aged in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. do it. You want to de-age Patrick Stewart because you need him to play a younger one, a yeah. younger version of himself, no problem. Yeah. But when you're starting off a movie and it's de-aged it seems like yeah as much as they are it's like let's not let's let's be careful how we're using this technology yeah um i'm not yeah i'm not a huge fan of it um we uh we just saw it chapter two and we have a review forthcoming but uh, they did digital de-aging in it chapter two as well and it was a little distracting when i was watching it because the kids had grown up so much between both movies that they had to slightly de-age them as well i didn't even notice to be and honest. they needed to get and I, I noticed this right away they needed to change their voices as well so their voices sounded really weird i i i heard it almost immediately it was wow. kind of distracting so, i didn't even see it yeah wow so for for something like that you know you can't plan for someone getting older like that one no. i see that one i see more of a reason like to yeah, do that absolutely um, because you know you've, you've got, got these chapter established two. actors and characters already no problem and you know uh, uh i think the results are a bit mixed on that one in terms of execution but i see why uh, but with you know a movie like the the irishman um like you're right i don't you know i don't think it's a must no. it's an idea i don't know if it's you know the one that would this movie succeed? Not not succeed if they didn't do that. I I I, I would be inclined to say uh, no. I think it could definitely succeed yeah. without that sort of uh, hokey like technology that they're using. I so. think it's just Scorsese not wanting to play with anybody else. He's like I got my guys. Yeah. Well, he also knows that other people want him to play with those guys. Came out wrong, but uh, other people want to see that group of actors and film and filmmaker together yeah of course badly yeah badly so they're like hey netflix they just wrote him a blank it, check like yeah figure like, something out with these guys yeah yeah and not, not to say that you know he you know he doesn't want to do that but he he definitely wants to do it he's like sure. all right so so makes sense i mean fuck they pay adam sandler hundreds of million maybe not oh. hundreds but tons of money to go and party with his friends oh yeah but yeah. um, did you see the trailer for Uncut Jewels? No, not yet. I've just seen a poster. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Dude, Sandler is incredible. Yeah, I, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's a good He's a good content creator because, I mean, despite his movies, like his comedies not being very good. He knows what people want. That's the thing. He knows what they want because people are still watching them. Like this other, this last movie, Murder Mystery, which is like him and Jennifer Aniston are such good friends. Yeah. Again, they just went and partied in Europe and shot this movie. That's it. And... um and I, 
Yeah, I didn't think it was very good at all. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I don't know that I will. But... Yeah, I didn't think it was very good. But, you know, Shogu liked it just as fluffy sort of fun that you kind of just forget about after it's all yeah. done. Um, one random connection there. Uh, the guy who plays um, Black Panther's father. I really, Yeah, T'Chaka. I really love that guy because he is one of the main characters in The Ghost in the Darkness. And I'd never seen him in another movie before. Um, and then when I was watching Civil War, I saw him. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy just brings a smile to my face. Because he's so, he's so good in The Ghost in the Darkness, and he's really funny. Uh, he's like one of the characters that you just I, – I've stuck with me my entire life. Um, because, and he's just – he's so warm. And he, but he's in uh, Murder Mystery. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, there's that, and that's fun, and I can I can latch on to that to get through the rest of this movie. But, like, it's just not very good, the murder mystery, and you're right. It's just he knows what people want, and he delivers, and he's still making tons of money making these subpar films, yeah. in my opinion. It is. Uh, but it he's seems... also a really capable actor. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Like Punch Drunk Love, this yep. this Uncut Jewels film that's coming out. I, I really wanted to see Funny People. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I heard that. That looked good. Yeah. That looked good. I'd give it so. a shot. So, yeah. She got so. assaulted by, not assaulted, but like oh, yeah. and chastised by some crazy homeless dude in, uh, in Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, really God unfortunate. What what was he getting yelled at for? I, I, I don't saw know. the just, article. I just can't remember what it was. Just getting yelled at. Yeah. As one does in Toronto. Sometimes you just get yelled at by the homeless. It yeah. Happens. Yeah. Some ask for change. Some ask for your time while they can <laughs> yell at you. That's right. <laughs> what? I think a wasp just flew into the fire pit. Good. There. <laughs> Good riddance. Um. Dumb dumb. Moving on. Ooh, I can hear it sizzling. Uh. It's the sizzle. Uh. A trailer came out for a video game called Terminator Resistance. I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. And it's based on uh, the upcoming Terminator film. Yeah. It looked like a badly skinned fucking first person shooter. I wasn't yes. impressed at all. I watched this trailer and I was like, ugh. I was like, this just looks like a mod on like Call of Duty. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, didn't look good at all. Good. I was like, what, are, guys, let's. Can we please just get the Terminator franchise back on track? You know, it looks like, you know, we're past that that era where tie-in video games were made for movies. Like, they don't happen that often now. They used to a lot. Yeah, and but they used the games to be were awful. Sh- yeah, I was going to say. The games were awful shit. because all the, you, you can smell the smoke now too, eh? Good. Oh, man. Terrorizing Hang us. On, I just got to make sure that this is still safe. What do you mean safe? Because it's smoking. I don't think that wa- if it was a wasp that flew in there, I don't think that's going to ruin anything. No, no. Unless he's filled with methane. You no, know, I do have all of my books quite close, so I'll just move those. Well, that's just a poor there. decision to start. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this Terminator game saw the saw the trailer and uh, uh, this era of of video games. We're so far past that that nobody does that anymore because right. people are on to your, to their bullshit. <laughs> to these companies making these tie-in games. We're on yeah. to your bullshit. Yep. You are just making this game because this movie's popular. You get the cross yeah. promotion. People buy the game, find out it's shit, but you made your money back. We get it. Yeah. We're not we're not buying your nonsense anymore. Now, this game comes out based on the movie. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like exactly the same, um, you know, exactly the same low-effort game that they're putting out it's like i feel like i'm back in the late 90s you know like it's really really 
It just doesn't look good. I could be totally wrong about this. Has there this. been any reviews? No, it's still early, No, right? no, no. When's the release? November. Um, sorry, hang on. Uh, coming this way. In November. Tayon has developed a video game called Terminator Resistance, set to be released in Europe and Australia on November 15th, with a wide re- with a release in North America following on December 3rd. I have a suspicion that this game is going to have a dark fate. But um, ching. Yeah, I, it's nobody's going to buy this shit. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look very good. And uh, I don't know. I don't really play Call of Duty, and I don't play a lot of first-person shooters. Uh, but I just, just it just looks uninspired. Yeah, I'm um, not impressed. You know what I did play today was uh, when I so I went to my parents in the morning, and my brother got the Dragon Ball Z Fighter. You get like some sweet nostalgia off that because it's very like Marvel Dragon Ball Z. Capcom. Yeah. 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 I want to play that because we were talking about that the last time yeah. I, I dropped by your parents' place and we were playing some video games. What did we we played? Um, we played Hell Divers. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that Helldivers gets a fun game, man. That's a good game. If you guys are looking for a good four-player, same-screen, local co-op game, yeah. Hell Divers is the one, and it's challenging, really yeah. challenging. They, Especially they, the higher difficulties. Lower difficulties, you can kind of breeze through. Yeah. After that, the thing that makes it so challenging when you're playing with people, especially, is the friendly fire that is always on. Always on. You cannot you turn it kill off. Kill your friends. Yeah, you. And sh- sometimes it's fun. I <laughs> love doing that. That's one of my favorite things. Um, but yep. yeah, no, Helldivers is dope. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to pimp out because I kind of just discovered it's been around for a while, but I just discovered this like a little while ago. You, this is on the Dragon Ball Z topic, and I'm wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt. Yeah. But um, you were mm. never into Dragon Ball Z. No, I uh, I despise that show. I would like to see you. Watch one or two of these episodes of a show called Dragon Ball Z Abridged. It's a YouTube show yeah. where they basically take these episodes and they shrink it down into like 10 minute episodes. Yeah. But they redub everything and it's way more like it's a comedy basically. It's fucking great. But they get the beats of the show right, which is really interesting. Oh, I thought so you were you saying a, they cut out all the fat. They do. Of the they show. cut out all of the fat but of the show. But they're saying they redub it? And they redub it. To be funny? Or to yes. be. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got to give you, I got to give, okay, after right. this, we'll watch the first episode or two and just, I, I'm curious to see if I think it's as good as it is being a fan and I get some of the stuff, um, but it would be interesting to get your take on it because honestly, it's a great way to watch it because you get the gist of what's going on in yeah. the show, yeah. but you're also howling at sometimes cool. laughter. So, you laughter. know, uh, maybe it needs to be revisited. If if you could point me to that or point me to, to, to someone who's re-edited the show to get rid of the fat and not dubbed anything or anything like that just like a shorter version because like there's a lot of nonsense in that show that's just i just couldn't take it as a kid i was like when is something going to happen that's not somebody yelling yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's um so the the show's dragon ball z abridged they've also done the, the 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 channel's team four star and they've also done other stuff I think they've done the same kind of abridgment of the movies. I think they might have done the Dragon Ball series, like with Kid Goku. Okay, when he's yeah, a kid. Yeah, um, I remember seeing that when and, I was. Young and they're too. working on, I think, the Majin Buu saga right now. They went all okay. the way up until the Cell saga. For anybody who's a Dragon Ball Z fan, that is. I don't know what the this. fuck you're talking about. I I know, but yeah. you should watch the show because I think you you might dig it. Cool. It might get cool. that might be your gateway into Dragon Ball Z. Cool. That would be something if I started watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I'd be like, Justin, have you seen the show? It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's also a thousand years old. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Um so yeah, check it out. Team Four Star, Dragon Ball Z abridged. If you're a Dragon Ball fan, if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, try it out. Yeah. Um 
I had something else here quick. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Is that a show that you ever watched? Yes. Okay. There was one episode where if you look too deep in the fire, some fire monster comes after you. And that always scared me. That's why I never look deep into fires. Yeah. It's a Canadian show, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was a Canadian show. Something that we grew up watching. Uh, They have a revival series out now, and the trailer is out. And uh, it looks pretty good. I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm yeah. curious, though. It looks pretty good. It's balancing that, you know, balancing the creep factor, but with the younger, it's for younger viewers. Yeah. Um, so it's it's cool. Uh, I'm, you know, I know I have a couple of friends that loved watching this show when we were kids, and and they're really excited about it. So I'm, it's, it's cool that they're going back to do some of those. It is really like the age of nostalgia, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we are just living, we are suckling this teat until... It is dry and old and shriveled. That is graphic. Yeah, it's an 80s teat. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I then we're going to suckle. This is an 80s teat right here. <laughs> yeah. Then we're going to suckle from the 90s teat real soon. Oh, boy. That is going to be really depressing uh, because I feel like <laughs> 90s culture is just. Uh... Can we get off of suckling teats, please? <laughs> That's This is taking a turn. Um, yeah, ni- ni- 90s must be on the way, right? Like yeah. right after the 80s, uh, you know, all all of the kids who grew up in the 80s now have like disposable income. We're just buying, we're buying toys, we're buying media, we're buying, we're buying all this stuff. So all of the all of the stuff that's being created is catered for us yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but eventually like we're going to be, you know, 45. Yeah. And then we're going to have the 90s nostalgia come up and it's going to be like what is it what is the 90s to you I feel like it's already there like the 90s to me was like the X-Men cartoon the Batman cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles skateboarders skateboarders maybe um rockers I feel like I feel like skateboard culture was big in the 90s Yeah it kind of yeah. was uh grunge like that grunge, kind yeah, of grunge yeah like the grunge of, stuff like um, what what else? alternative music that kind of shit um shiny comic book covers Hollow foil covers, bagged comic books. You ready for that to come back? I could do without that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, I got a Death of Superman still in plastic wrap. I'm like, congratulations, it's worth $4. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because they printed a billion billion of them. them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was, the 90s were a crazy time for comics. All all speculator market. Right. Everyone was just prospecting. But but anyways, I feel like they've already done all of this remake stuff of the 90s anyway. They're remaking the comic book stuff. Um, Skateboarding is always a thing, but like I don't think it was like ever big from a movie going standpoint like they're not going to rehash that or what are you talking about i know i'm talking about just, everything not just, just comic books general? like everything in general like oh. the 90s is going to come back not in terms of explicitly of remakes but like oh. stranger things came out and everyone lost their minds because they're like that's what my childhood was like yeah right what is it going to be when we move on from the 80s for nostalgia and we come to the 90s what is it going to be what is that culture what is that culture going to bring in? Dial up internet. Yeah, there we go. That's what it is. 14.4 to 28.8 to 56K modems, buddy. Exactly. That's Just waiting for that about. dial up to connect, and it was really, really hard to masturbate well, with really slow, <laughs> slow internet. 
<laughs> the buffering was crushing souls at that point. Yeah, dude. Seriously. I had a friend who would like he he'd go to what was it? He'd download like clips. He was so he he thought he was a brilliant brilliant man, and he'd basically make a, he'd compress a bunch of clips together because they had like a porn site yeah. that would basically make like one minute clips of a scene. Yeah, but it would be broken down. So what he did was he basically zipped them all together and made like one file out of all of them. He's like, I sold it. I was like, what? Sold a zip file I of edited. Be, I might be lying about that. That is no. I think that's a real thing. I think yeah. that could really have <laughs> happened. So, yeah, he was he was curating <laughs> and making new new that's new funny, art. Man, of I, it I all. think like I think the whole <laughs> like adult film streaming stuff like or like downloading stuff i never did any of that until like much later because what i was downloading illegally was mostly like video games like trying to get ps1 games trying to get a dreamcast games right yeah in the 90s uh and mp3s mp3s it was like mp3s were the big were the big thing i remember when i got bone thugs in harmony well one of my first mp3s was bone thugs in harmony tupac thug love and it's a great song and i listen to this to this day but every time I hear it, I'm like, it just brings me back to when I was super young. And I'm like, I got my first MP3, and it's this dope-ass song <laughs> that I'm just playing a thousand times on my computer because it's like one of eight MP3s <laughs> that yeah. I have right now. Um, the Napster days. Oh, it wasn't even Napster. This was I got this from like a website. Oh, Yeah, this was like before shit. file sharing yeah, yeah. Any, or peer-to-peer of any kind. Yeah. So this was a this was a big get for me, and then I got Notorious Thugs, which is Bone Thugs and Harmony collaboration with Biggie. Yeah, and I was like playing them just back to back, and this, that's like a lot. I listened to that a lot because they were high bit rates too. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. The fact that they're high bit rates, and it was so early in the in like sort of that digital music culture. But, um, but yeah, that's what I remember stealing, and like you know, I don't remember uh, I don't remember any uh, adult films because like you said i mean our bandwidth was so tiny it's like i'm i'm, I'm trying to download this seven meg mp3 yeah and that's take that's taking me like all night <laughs> right <laughs> to do so uh, um yeah so times uh oh i have a i have a i have a question for you just a random thought me. i thought i had i was talking to somebody about this when we were talking about you know retro culture and all of that you know they're building all of these like uh, retro Nintendo and like the 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 arcade. Sorry, the uh, what do they call the Nintendo Classic? Yeah, the Super yeah. NES and the, the Genesis one just came out. It's getting really good reviews because it's finally they've got the design right and everything's. Um, what I'm thinking is like, yes, that culture exists and people will will always have that nostalgia for that for that time. Sure. But do you think that extends to games that are outside of the 16-bit era and and under? Does that extend to PS? I was thinking about like, oh, oh man, I re- I really want to play like the first Splinter Cell for like PS One, and you look at it, it is ugly. These are uh, these are ugly games because when you jump from the realm of you know from you know whatever bit to sixteen bit, there's a certain limitation in style art yeah. style you're playing. Yeah, with. you jump into three D, all bets are off. They were just happy to get three D into a game. And so these games are fucking really ugly. Like, I don't see anybody playing this game and enjoying it, but you'll play Dr. Mario or Super Mario Brothers because they have really, you know, or you have really concrete mechanics. Right. So do you think that the nostalgia extends to PS1? I can't possibly see anybody having that craving. Um, depends on the game, right? So, like, I'll jump back into PS3 to go and play... Uh, but we're still with I know, I know. Then, right? the, the PlayStation 3 still got some pretty decent quality yeah, content, yeah. right? But um, 
I feel like, yeah, once you go back, because now, like, the gameplay style of a 3D third-person game yeah. now versus then is pretty similar in ter- terms of mechanics. The, what is not similar is obviously how, the, it looks, the, the, yeah. the, how it looks yeah, and the, the, the GPU and everything. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not, it doesn't have the capability. So, like, I, it would make more sense to me to port the game and up-res everything mm-hmm. and make it look prettier. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the workload behind something like that is, but I mean that to me would make more sense if you're going to go down that road. Yeah, do it that way. Yeah, um, port everything. I'd rather than port everything over for the most up to date system and then say, hey, we've got Splinter Cell One, but it looks way better. Yeah, but let's they, play that. They do those digital HD remakes, but that's not even what I'm talking about because a lot of these no, retro no. consoles, right. they're just the original games uh, agreed, that people yes. want to play. Yeah. Donkey Kong. You know, the arcade, Tetris, like they want to play these games. They're classic games for a reason because yeah. people can come back to them. But my, I think my case in point here is that no one is making games that look... I'm, I'm picking on Splinter Cell because I just remember playing it for the PS1. And, uh, and I remember enjoying it for the time, but I'm like, now I'm sure it's just really fugly, right? Graphics are always getting better. But people to this day are still making pixel art 2D side-scrolling games, a lot of which we play. Yeah. Right? That means that that style, that look, that look and feel is never going away. Right? But the look and feel of a PS1 game has gone away. Nobody's going back to that style. Right? I guess. There's no style there that people are porting. Well, it's always getting better. What about like a Virtua Fighter or... um... I can't remember any of the other fighting games, but like the fighting games. Virtual like, Fighter, but like Tekken, Virtual yeah, Fighter. Yeah, Tekken, that's yeah. the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, like those I could see people going back to and being like, let's play this. Like like we would go back and play Street Fighter 2. Like if you were that big of a Tekken head that you want to go back and play I would those. almost say fighters are are um, almost like a, a different argument. But you made a good point. Yeah. I'd say that's fighters what I mean, are almost the, by themselves. Right. Though, like, because they have a certain nostalgia factor, no matter what they looked like. Right, yeah. Because and that, then, then for, like, a Metal Gear Solid 1, like, that I would actually go back and play if I had that around. Would you? I would, because the story. Would stories, you play, like, the, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the first Resident Evil, but they've already re- they've. Yeah, I would play. These. That's another. That's another really good example. Is is Resident Evil these games, games though? Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. You wouldn't go back to play the original. You just go back to the remake. Like, um, why would you go to the original? Well, if you say okay, you can buy the original that's been upresed for thirty dollars or for forty, you can buy this console that has that Metal Gear Solid, Virtual Fighter games, and a bunch of other shit original you can play. Original games. Yeah. Okay. If you gave me that option, I'd probably opt for that because it gives me more stuff that I could do. At that time, if I'm going through for the gameplay. I could look past the shitty graphics because I know at the time it's dated and it could look way better now if they redid everything. But instead, I'll just play this game. It's the same to me. It's the same thing as the Arkham games. Like I'll go back and play, you know, Arkham Asylum every so often. Like, really? It, well, maybe so, once every couple of years. I'll play that game again just because I like the story. It's like revisiting a movie for me. Right. And you know the pace at which I fucking clear yeah, games. Yeah, Um. So, yeah, I mean, I could see somebody having that nostalgic factor for some of these games and be like, I'd love to go back and play through this story again and revisit that whole thing. I don't know. I don't say... I'm like, I, I love Mass Effect. I can't go back and play the first Mass Effect game. Won't happen. The mechanic—it's so janky. That's well, a it's janky. Shooter, right? That's a third-person shooter. Third-person. Um, it's so. I like. There are things I certainly like about it, but it's so dated in mechanics and the way it looks to the point where I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. Um, you know, 
like I, I'm trying to think of like there are there are there are these these games they've they, we crossed that threshold from 16 bit from from two basically two dimensional gameplay or like we had to build games and be really creative in this box we couldn't do much more outside of it we got really good at it yeah then the world exploded like the technology exploded and everything that you can do it's almost like almost compared to like the use of cg yeah you know like when it was first you know invented and we were started using it a lot we just used it in all the wrong places you know like True. and we used it way too much now those movies look dated yes you know? yeah um, absolutely you know, go back. We just talked about Lost in Space. Go back and watch Lost in oh, Space. Oh, it's dog shit. Yeah, I watched it, the first like five minutes of it because I think I found it on Netflix, and I was like, yeah. "Ooh!" And I turned yeah. it off. I'm like, yeah. "Joey Tribbiani." Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. And it's it's got like a full CG monkey character in it, and it's like really awful, like really yeah. awful looking. But at the time, it looked amazing. The Nintendo Genesis, Super Nintendo, uh, you know, Famicom. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Amigo, like whatever. All of these old systems. They don't suffer from that. They don't suffer from that. Oh, look this. It looks awful now. It's more like, look at this. Still looks good. Yeah. You know, when I look at a Super Nintendo game that's emulated and we're looking at it on the projector, it's it looks great. It looks great. It's just, you know, Siphon Filter or, you know, any of these other games for PS1, they don't look great. They look awful. And their mechanics are absolutely dated. Yeah, but nostalgia. Nostalgia and story can carry that across the finish line for some. It does for me, man. I okay. So I it's it's more yeah. I, I'd say it's like a wait and see scenario. I, I'd be curious to see how nostalgia specifically affects the three D games. Like that next generation of gaming we experience that yeah. jump from Super Nintendo to PlayStation or Dreamcast or you know, like the, that or sixty four, yeah. basically, right? But I think that the good games will bypass that because they had good gameplay mechanics. Like look at like Mario sixty four. Yeah, yeah, it's dated, but that game's still fucking great. But I feel yeah, that's a good example because, but the design element on that game, I think, is impeccable. I uh, think they I used it right. Yes, but there are games that had did not that were still popular that did not use that that right. technology the yeah. right way because yeah. they were just they were uncontrolled. Yeah, you know? and those ones aren't going to hold up. Those aren't going to be the ones that people buy this this uh, you know this this system for. Yeah, they're buying it for those games the metal gear solid like yeah. those ones that had good mechanics then and still hold up now they're not as good as they they the newer games for sure but they were still workable like look at like um like how how mechanics have evolved for sports games yeah that's it's gotten another, to yeah. a, it's gotten to a point now where it's to me it's unmanageable i have no interest in, i'd rather pick up a ball and go play basketball in a gym than than play any of these nba yeah. games because they're, they're just so complicated yeah so you give me the option to play fucking kobe bryant's n64 with just a few buttons and an alley-oop button yeah. let's do that yeah, yeah that's it looks fun. like shit but it's fun that's true that's true so and uh, there's yeah. a market that's that's my argument yeah so let's see we'll see where that takes us yeah. i had one more thing if we got if we got a bit of time or are we up uh, we're at like an hour okay it's up to you how long is this well the the only other thing i wanted to mention was uh jenny jendy tartagot Tartakovsky. Yes. I was, uh, he's an animator that did like the Clone Wars TV yeah, yeah. animated thing. And uh, he's done a bunch of Samurai Jack. And he's coming out with a new mini series called uh, Primal. And this thing looks amazing. It looks so good. It is violent. There's no dialogue in it because it's about just like a, a, a caveman like, yeah. trying to survive with, you know, dinosaurs and mammoths and shit. And, uh, 
it's animated impeccably. Like he's been, it looks like he's been given complete free reign. Yeah, to it make looks this incredible. Thing. And it's so it's ridiculously violent and intense, yeah. but also has that charm. It's so colorful, like impeccably designed. Looks great. Right. I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to see it. Um, I don't know if you've seen any content from Prime. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, um, or whatever it was that they released. It looks good. Like yeah. he was fighting what? Like a uh, woolly? No, was it a woolly mammoth or T Rex? Yeah, or something. He's yeah, fighting yeah. something big. He's got kind of got this like raptors, Pack of raptors like, with him. With him, like yeah. somehow, so he's made like friends with these. He's you know, basically whatever. Chris Pratt with a loincloth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so Chris right. Pratt. <laughs> on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Loincloth Tuesdays. Yeah. I feel like that's something that works like uh or, or, or more more working class folks should try. Yeah. Loincloth Tuesdays. Loincloth. I'll I'll try to bring that into my new my new workplace and see how they like it. You're gonna lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> Do it after probation. <laughs> yeah. Three months, bitches. <laughs> Swinging in with a loincloth. <laughs> loincloth Tuesdays. Three months in one day. Let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that's all I had. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I, uh, I had intended to keep this one a little shorter. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep it short. We've got upcoming, we've got It Chapter 2. Yep. Um, a review coming up. I'm hoping to do, we can watch a couple of other things for Halloween, like the horror. Yeah. Horror stuff. Um, I'm hoping to get some other content out there. Like, I have a couple of things on the back burner. I just haven't been able to get to them, but, uh, but. You know, it's a good it's a good month. Favorite time of the year. We'll try and we'll try and tailor the content for that, and then, uh, um, and then we'll jump into the month of November, which really doesn't. It's just kind of a lull. It is a lull. All right, let's call it. Let's call it. All right, see you guys. Take care. <laughs>